podcast. No podcast. No po- no floopy. No Let floopy. me cast. Let no me schmoopy. cast. All right. Um Magic Missile. Magic hey everybody. Missile. Who's that? Welcome to the Disney Channel Teams panel. I can't even do it with a straight face. <laughs> do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, yeah! Hey everybody! Welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, the podcast where we watch and review all the DCOMs from A to Xenon. My name is Brandon Lamuto. I am your host, and I have a lot of friends here with me. I'm going to introduce them to you, if, as if you don't know them already. We have our sound engineer, Mr. Ryan Metz. Hi. We have our mixologist, Mr. James Latiri. Hey, everybody. We Welcome. have our art director, Miss <laughs> Brennan Banta. Present. How's everybody doing? What's going on? I have a headache. I have a headache, too. Is it contagious? <laughs> I don't have a headache, so I'm going to go with yes, because I'm many, many miles away. That's true. Brandon is recording from the, the great state of, of Texas. Via Lone Star State. The Sunshine mm-hmm. State. The Little Windy City, City by the Bay, they call it. The state that never sleeps. Yep, it's all of those things and more. But we have her here, and you hear her as if she's in the room with you, with us. And it's wonderful. We don't have a guest this time, but we don't need a guest. The four of us is all you need. And the presence of a wonderful film, that's your guest. Oh, yeah. Uh, this film, some of you may have heard of it. I had heard of this movie before starting this podcast. I'd seen it, no less. What? I was, yes, I was probably about five or six years old. I watched it on Disney Channel. And as I got older and the movie faded away from my memory, I still had little glimpses of uh, this movie where the girl, she's going to prom and she dies. And then she's back as a ghost. And I couldn't find anything about it. And I could have sworn I was I just had some fever dream when I was a child. But no, late years later, I was able to confirm that Susie Q does in fact exist. And that is the movie that we are reviewing for this podcast episode tonight. Spoiler alert, the girl dies. Yeah, I mean, it's not really much of a spoiler. She dies right at the beginning. Yeah, that's the whole premise of the movie. Susie Q dies. Uh, her and a boyfriend get run off the road by a drunk driver. Yeah. Uh, or or just a teen, like a ruffian. Yeah. <laughs> a ne'er-do-well. Yeah. Just some rapscallion. Uh, drives them off the road, off a bridge, uh, into the water. They die. And 40 years later, 1995, uh, the Sands family moves into their old house. And the teenage boy, Zach, is the only one who can see and interact with the ghost of Susie Q. Before we get into the movie, there's a little message we usually put here. Well, what's what's that? Fill me in, Ryan. Well, uh, James has already filled you in due to the fact that we have alcohol here, and that's why we're called the Tipsy Panel. Oh, yeah. Right. Of course. Yes. I'm sitting here drinking a lovely drink I, b- before we go on. 
this might actually be the best drink you've ever made. I've said that many times. Oh, you now. say that every time. I don't say it every time. I say it a lot. Starting but to get a little hollow. <laughs> this time, no, this time, I, I, I mean it. I really do. Uh, I don't. I, I, I'm gonna let you describe the drink before I continue my praises. So, uh, yeah, we're the Tipsy Panel every week. James, make a drink. It's very good. James, what's the drink? Uh, this week, make a drink. Um, this drink called. Susie Cucumber. Oh, oh okay. Oh. Yeah. Makes um, sense. It's pretty much like a cucumber tonic almost. Uh, but instead of just cucumber, uh, this recipe came from my ENT when I was having throat issues. Oh, Wait, wow. really? The, yeah. So he uh, was part of the board that made the suggestion to like major record companies that artists don't drink um, tea with lemon. They drink uh, pureed or juiced um, cucumber and watermelon. Seriously? It has properties that actually help your throat. So this was all I could drink when I was in that phase. It's uh, cucumber, watermelon, a little bit of sugar, and I threw a little bit of lime in there because acid helps every drink, uh, and then um, vodka and tonic water. That's pretty much it. So, so you're refreshing. telling me... Yes, very and refreshing. Good, good for you, apparently. Good. It, it, it's... Totally healthy and in fact beneficial. So you're and telling can't me say that, that about every drink. If we were to just like leave the lime out entirely, then not only would this drink be delicious, but it would also be beneficial to my 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 acid reflux. Yep, it would have a neutral pH, uh, especially because I use vodka or gin would be another acceptable spirit with a neutral pH. Mm. And um, yeah, so anyone out there having reflux drink this but don't put lime in it otherwise you'll just eat a hole right through your esophagus. <laughs> no wonder my pipes feel nice and gauzy mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it does nice massaged esophagus mm-hmm. say massaged esophagus five times fast Massage esophagus, massage esophagus, massage esophagus, massage esophagus, massage esophagus, massage esophagus. Lord turn, 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 Lord turn. That was really good. Nice job. If listeners, you are interested in making this drink, you can. We will be posting the recipe onto our social media. You can find it on Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. It's a very delicious drink. I strongly recommend that if you enjoy. Alcohol and let's be real, who doesn't? Uh, yeah, drink this drink, make the drink, you're gonna love it, and let us know what you think. Please decom responsibly. We don't want anybody out there on their third decom for the night, uh, telling me now that my podcast was the reason, or we don't want anybody driving anybody off the road and killing them. Yeah, on prom night, nonetheless. Yeah, uh, and hey, if you want to get a massage esophagus, massage esophagus, massage esophagus, call me at nine one four eight six three sixteen thirteen. Oh, he'll massage your esophagus. All right, Ryan, how many calls have we gotten on that line so far? Zero, Brandon. Oh my God, it's time for a call. If you are the first caller, oh man, <laughs> I'll massage your esophagus. Ryan will <laughs> massage your esophagus. Ew. Ew. No, don't worry. It's 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 nice. It's real nice. <laughs> He'll Give dip his brain, hands dude. in watermelon and cucumber and just apply a bomb, maybe some aloe. Mm-hmm. Uh, some CBD bomb. Mm-hmm. You'll get very <laughs> sleepy in your throat. <laughs> very fun. So, uh, should we give? Uh, should we get into this movie? Yeah. yeah. So it's called Let's... Suzy Q. I'll, I'll give you guys. Yeah. Go, go ahead, song. Brandon. You start us off. Stop. It Brandon. opens with a great song called Suzy Q. 
That's mm-hmm. the only lyric. They just say it over and over again. And we open. Susie is getting ready for the prom. She faints because she gets photographed. Mm-hmm. I mean, her whole shtick is that she's like pretty dainty and pouty. So I think yeah. like a flash is just too overpowering for her frame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then Grandpa decides that tonight's the night he's going to tell her about the papers. And that's all. Ah, the papers. Them. She yep. he couldn't have told her any other night. He couldn't have just gone downstairs and told one of like the more Apple adults <laughs> about it himself. He has to tell Susie. So I think the idea the here was that uh he feels his his dementia coming on. He knows it's happening and, and this is gonna be the first thing to go. Uh it's like, you know, the right before that it was his son dying in the war yep. and and now it's going to be the papers they they're the next thing to go yeah he's in the middle of a sundown episode mm-hmm. which is a real thing in alzheimer's yes it is and that's what joe biden is having right in the midst of the 2020 elections mm-hmm. it's pretty much everybody <laughs> yeah Including um mayor p so i get why they're like oh it's another one of his episodes but he he's he's lucid at this point and he's really looking for those papes. Yeah. These are the papers that we don't know this yet, but they are the papers that are supposed to save uh, Susie's still alive parents in the 90s from being evicted from their household. Mm-hmm. They're the organic raw 300s. <laughs> yep. It's it's none of that OCB stuff. None of that. Uh, uh, what are they called? Smoking. No zigzags. No easy widers. Yep. All straight raw three hundred. They weren't even stuck together yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa's trying to light up. <laughs> Grandpa's rolling up. Hey, 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 hey. But yeah, Susie's like, "Oh, Grandpa, I'll I'll get to you later." And uh, she faints into football player Johnny's hands. And uh, they they make reference to dying. The mom and Susie both make reference to dying <laughs> in that scene. Um. I just wrote, I thought I'd die. I think there was more to that quote, but I was watching this movie at work. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. It's okay. You're getting paid for this podcast, which mm-hmm. is something wonderful for you because I can't do that for you. People always and neither wonder, can me undies. People always wonder how we make revenue from this podcast, and it's by watching movies at work. Yep. <laughs> um, okay, so now Susie and her prom date are driving down the road, and we keep cutting back between... A group of teenagers drinking beers, being rowdy in the car. Mm-hmm. So they inevitably run into each other. And, like, everyone doesn't seem... No one seems that hurt. They could right. have gotten Initially, out of the car. Probably. I mean, Susie is lucid enough after the crash to, to grab her boyfriend's hand as their car plummets into the water. She has, a, she has blood on her, right? Yeah. On, on her, her on head? head. Yeah. yeah. Maybe she had a broken neck. We don't know. That could Possible. Be but Who then knows? she wouldn't she have been th- able to uh, move her arms. Okay. She was thrown to the floor of the car. Mm-hmm. Yes, she was. Yeah. This is, um, these are those old 50s cars. The car teeters on the edge of a bridge and just completely falls into the water. It's mm-hmm. the most ridiculous death for ridiculous beginning of a ridiculous movie. It is. I'm guessing they drowned. Like, if Susie yeah. was alive oh, sure. enough to grab her boyfriend's hand and the car flips upside down into the water, they probably just drowned. They Definitely. drowned. I wish she was like a wet sopping ghost the whole time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> Moaning Myrtle from Harry yeah, Potter. She, she looks pretty good. 
for the rest of the movie. Yeah, she does. There's no sign of death. You'd think that she'd be left with, like, you know, the temple wound or something. But no, she she looks yeah. fine. She yep. looks pretty good. Her um, dress is so now pristine. We're in the 90s. Hold on. Before we. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Before we get to the 90s, I'd like to give just a little context to this movie. Um, this is a banned Disney Channel movie. Wow. Disney Channel stopped showing it because it started with a death. Um, and some other stuff, like there's drinking and driving, which we've mentioned. That's true. It opens with a bare back. Oh, yeah. yeah. Susie Q, a that, teenage girl. Very right. erotic. Yeah, there's a lot of that here. Like there's At some looking point, up she skirts. strips down to her, like, I don't know if I'd call it lingerie, but it's like what you would wear. A girdle? Yeah. yeah. What was that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> A yeah. corset or something. She started out wearing a pink fluffy prom dress. And then when Zach isn't giving her enough attention and he's like checking out some other girls. Yeah. She strips some of her clothing off. She like rips the bottom, makes it shorter and she takes off the whole top. And then she's wearing like, yeah, undergarments. Mm-hmm. All right. So Amy Joe Johnson. Yeah. That's also, Susie Q. Also known as the pink power ranger. It took me so long to realize that. Yeah, yep. me too. If any of you out there out. I was watched like halfway through. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That that was her. The the popular Power Rangers show in the 90s, Amy Jo Johnson, Pink Ranger. So she was born in 1970, and this movie came out in 1996. So she was either 24 or 25 at the time of this filming. Sure. Which is crazy because, you know, as in all of these DCOMs, they always play uh, characters that are so much younger than they are. Yeah. So That's the also, standard. I crunched the numbers. This is how much in today's dollars this movie cost. $2,481,000. That's nothing. Yeah, that's absolutely nothing. It doesn't show, does it? Well, let's think. (laughs) What's the only effect that they needed for this movie? Probably just knocking a car into water. But wait, what? Ghost ghost shit. They have, name one ghost shit in this movie. There's like uh, three things that a floating float. shotgun. <laughs> but like there's not even ghost shit when the people are on screen. Amy Joe Johnson, the entire movie is moving out of the yeah. way of people moving it's, around her. It's like how they do a ghost in a play. Right. They just walk <laughs> around them and pretend that they're not there. Yeah, exactly. No, but wait, didn't they do when they when they opened the ark and the guy's face melted? That must have been an expensive visual effect. Mm-hmm. And then the boulder that chased everybody down in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Um, and the whip looked expensive. Guys, I'm confused. What movie did we watch? <laughs> <laughs> the the Golden Monkeys? Yep. Oh, the Green Monkeys. Oh, Green Legends Monkeys. of the Hidden Temple. That's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. yep. I, I yes. am on the same page as the, you. The ghost, Olmec Susie Q. Mm-hmm. They had to run into the Shrine of the Silver Monkey. And that's where Susie Q's papers were. Yep, I understand now. So Susie and her boyfriend die, and then the Sands family come along to Willow Grove, and Zach and his sister go fishing, and Zach catches Susie's bracelet, and that's what enables him to see her. She needs his help. Can I just just throw out the obvious thing here? So, so Zach can see Susie because he has the bracelet, yes? Yeah. Couldn't mm-hmm. he have given that bracelet to literally anyone else? Well, he gave it to his sister. He didn't even have it, did he? Mm-hmm. No, he was going to give it to his sister on her prom night. Oh, uh, but he kept completing it? completing the circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But yeah, no, I mean, he had it the whole time, and she even says, like, oh, you can see me because you have the bracelet. And the entire time, it's like, oh, you need to go to my parents, and don't let them know that you see me as a ghost, but try to get all this information that we need. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I feel like they could have... You really just need one sentence to state that, yeah, you're the only one, and nobody else could ever see me. Well, there were, I mean, she like when you're a ghost, things are supposed to go through you. She could pick things up. She could easily have just picked up a piece of paper. Yeah. And like she, written to somebody. She did. She wrote to the sister. Paper. Right, exactly. That's what gave me the thought of like she could have just solved this. You're so right. Mystery herself. Just leave somebody's note. I'm a ghost. Find my parents. <laughs> they own their house. It's not the bank. It's me, the ghost. Solved. Yeah. <laughs> I died in a car crash. Remember? Susie Q like the song. Oh my yeah, God. go to the hallway. You'll see my shrine. Right. I, I think it's really important that we talk about uh, how Zach finds out who this ghost girl is. Oh. Because she she says to him, my name's Susie Q, and then she runs away and disappears, and he's very confused, and he's like, who is this mysterious girl? So he starts asking around school, assuming that she's some a girl at his new school that he hasn't met yet, and he says, oh, do you know Susie Q? And everyone says, no, I have no idea who that is, except for the creepy janitor who's just... The the perfect school janitor. He's like leaning on the fucking broom. Uh-huh. Just like walks up. <laughs> Only one girl here named Susie Q. That was 40 years ago. She died back in 1955. <laughs> Never met a girl quite like that, Susie Q. I, you think that I'm exaggerating these lines, but I am not. I th- at, even a little bit. I thought somehow that he was going to turn out to be the boyfriend. I thought, oh, that would be cool. That would be a much more interesting twist. Yeah, that's what I thought, but it didn't happen. That's a shame. He should have been somebody because he only had one scene and he could have been a lot more interesting. Or he could have been a ghost. Mm, Yeah, I thought he was going to be. Yeah. Remember that scene where uh, Zach found that old mop at the bottom of the lake as well? And then (laughs) Mm -hmm. it turns out that he could see the janitor ghost. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> so how well? How did the janitor die? Now we need to know. Uh, he um, accidentally mixed together chemicals <laughs> while mopping the gym one day, and he created mustard gas. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, just like a uh, fucking Zach did in like this he movie. Actually, did yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he uh, ammonium chloride. That's chlorine gas, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Kid made chlorine gas in a chemistry class in high school. But it was because the ghost girl called out to him the wrong answer yeah, yeah. damn it if you want to talk about chemistry can we talk about the romeo and juliet scene yes 100 percent. uh they're in an english class um the coach is also the english teacher the and basketball <laughs> coach yes the basketball we coach. get basketball healthy dose of basketball loved in this it movie. we did not need the basketball in this movie it's uh, ex- just part of the contract. Excuse me, I needed basketball yeah. in this movie. And, and I would respectfully disagree, Brennan. I think we did need basketball in this movie because it was a plot point, even though it didn't serve any purpose. Well, it's his connection to his dad. Okay. Who is dead. So yeah, Zach's dad died. That's another thing. And he also died in a car accident. On his way to see his son play in the state finals yeah so his kid's got a whole complex like if i play basketball then my dad is more dead (laughs) but we we were talking about the romeo and juliet scene right i'm sorry yes um uh it was in english class 
and um, they're they're doing a reading from Romeo and Juliet. Only they're not actually reading Romeo and Juliet. They're doing this hyper modernized uh, version where two kids are performing and they're saying things like, "Damn Juliet, you're fine." Damn Juliet, that ass is fire lol sorry a little soon for that my parents will never know that's it that's (laughs) romeo and juliet that's how it goes i like that character though the uh the kid with glasses who repeatedly got called a nerd yeah Yeah, he's the only one who actually welcomes zach into like the school and shows him any kindness he got called a nerd by like the head of the basketball team who it's well established this basketball team is bad they're like oh they haven't won a game and they're on the same team and this kid you'll see later can fully dunk a basketball (laughs) and everyone's like yo shut up nerd (laughs) okay i have an important question because this has come up so many times and now i i can no longer stay silent this trope has happened a billion times where the, the, the mean kid on the team comes up to the new guy and says, let's get one thing straight here. This team is mine. And don't you ever think that it'll be yours? Like, what the fuck is that? Has that ever happened in, in real life? Who decided that that was just a good thing to write? I don't get it. Speaking from experience, I have belittled many a young man (laughs) who have attempted to join my teams by saying, listen, punk, (laughs) this is my team. There's a lot of elements of this script that sound like they weren't written by someone who actually experienced life on Earth, but more about like someone who observed life on Earth Mm -hmm. and then wrote about it. That's a really interesting thing to say because this was made by a German subsidiary of Disney. Oh, whoa. And, and I feel like Germans' understanding of English is exactly that, where they know everything about English. Like, they've, they, they, they know our language very well, but they're definitely from the outside looking in. <laughs> they only know English in technical terms. Like, you have taken the pressurized rod and inserted it into the camshaft. So their basic English is a little rusty, but their advanced English is really good. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, like, uh, so after Susie Q messes up, basically makes Zach create mustard gas in chemistry class, they get into an argument in the bathroom, and he yells at her so hard that she looks scared. She's yeah. dead. Yeah. yeah. It's, he's... That that toxic masculinity right there. He's very uh very loud. I really liked yeah. though that uh so the device is Susie Q is just invisible, but she can interact with the whole world as we've established. But Zach is getting angry at her in the bathroom and there's another guy there and he's just like, Would you leave me alone? Or like, shut up and it's just an an innocent bystander leaves and that keeps happening. That he'll just like high five thin air or just go on a rant like in everyone's view in this movie he's losing it he hugged her once and the bully was like (laughs) he's gotta be a wacko well i mean they do enough they do enough shots in this movie of zach interacting with Susie q and then cut to somebody watching him and then cut back and it's just him standing there doing weird stuff yeah 
Hey, he was a pretty good actor for being able to pull that off. I disagree. I know. <laughs> uh, how about when he stands on the picnic table and yells at the whole school for even thinking about basketball? Around All right. Him? Let's get one thing straight, people. My it- name's Zach Sands. I'm new here, and I don't play basketball. I enjoyed that. I thought that that was well done. I thought that he... No, I'm joking. I actually do that every time I go to meet new people. I, yeah. Whenever I go to the bar on, on Saturday night, I stand up on a table and I say, all right, everybody, let's get one thing straight. My name's Brandon Lamudo, and I don't play basketball. Hey, everybody. My name is Brandon Lamudo, and I don't have a podcast. Yep. I don't want to talk about podcasts. I don't want you to ask me about them. Let's just forget that ever happened. That's what you do every day when you walk into work. Mm-hmm. Every single day. I remind them all, hey, guys, how's it going? Don't have a podcast. <laughs> uh, what's Ryan, what's your thing that you stand up on a table and yell that you don't do? Uh, hey, everybody. My name is Ryan Metz, and I don't disclose my height. don't ask how tall don't even think about numbers in centimeters inches brennan what's your thing uh don't even ask me about reliant k oh man (laughs) never Uh uh-oh don't ask about Sadie Hawkins' dance. Don't ask about who I am hates who I've been or the entire mm-hmm album. Don't even ask me about how a Christian band could do such good punk pop punk. I don't want to know. Brandon, you do such a good impression of me. Oh, thank you. You know, I've just I you've you've stood up on tables and said the spiel so many times. I've I've really just taken a few notes. I uh, every time I meet a new group of people, I get up on the highest thing around and I say, okay, let's get one thing straight. I'm James and I've never seen 2001 A Space Odyssey. I don't, I, I've heard about the monkeys. I think there's a spaceship. There's a robot involved. I've never seen it. Don't ask me about it. I don't know it. I've never heard also Sprock Zarathustra for more than a minute and 20 seconds. <laughs> the guy who directed it, I I know a little about. I've seen The Shining, but not the other one. He's got a beard. This is really good for you know all those strangers out there. They need to know the things that we don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad strategy. That's important. If, I, if you're a new kid out of school, do this. And then email us about it or call us mm-hmm. at 912 <laughs> 911. That's my us. phone number. <laughs> Give us a call, 911. We'll get to you immediately. Make sure you say there's an emergency exactly where I am and you hang up. <laughs> that's, okay. that's what you do. I think you're all old enough to know not to do that, but I'm not going to say don't do that. All right, let's get one thing straight. My name's Brandon. My and phone I number don't is want everybody calling 911. I don't want to know there's an emergency. I don't want you to tell me about any emergencies. Uh, well, all right. I have an emergency right now. And Hit it's me. that we're supposed to be talking about Suzy Q. And instead, we're talking about 911. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so the first thing I noticed while watching this movie is that the decom dad hour was going to be real hard to do because the dad's dead. Yeah. 
but he looks like a major dweeb. He does. Okay, I'm, here, let's get right into the decom dad hour, everybody. Mm, uh, Susie Q has a great father. Oh, yeah. yeah. I give him an A+, plus, yep. honestly, and I don't think I've ever given a dad in one of these movies an A+. Plus. He's just a coach. Seems like a sweet old guy, too. Yeah. Really. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He likes coaching. He likes just that his daughter is going to the prom. It's all very sweet. And she's okay. Uh, he's okay with her dating this guy, like who mo- is one of his athletes right. on the team. Most mm-hmm. 1950s dads in in movies would, you know, threaten the daughter's boyfriend with a shotgun. That's true. Actually, Wait, if you, yeah, I'm sorry. That was ahead. a little small in the first scene. Mm. Oh, a minus. Yeah. <laughs> Could use bigger hat. Uh, what do we think about Grandpa? Uh, he was a good dad. Yeah. I well, we we okay. I want to say that, but we don't know that. I'm gonna dock him for his Alzheimer's disease. Yeah, okay. a good dad can't have Alzheimer's disease. <laughs> this is this is known. Yeah, he gets a satisfactory grade. He's pass fail, and and he's he's pass. Yeah. Sure. Because he made an effort to disclose the location of the papers, even though he forgot about a secret room in his house. An entirely secret room. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with a window. It's like the size of a living room. Yeah, Furniture. That's you can just... see it from the outside. How did they not know? <laughs> they were like, hmm, where's that window go? I've never seen a triangular window <laughs> from the inside <laughs> of our house. I, I think Should that... we walk up to it and look in? No. No. I think that was the plot device room, but I could be wrong. It's where they kept the plot device. It was yeah, the room exactly. Of requirement. <laughs> it was the chamber of reflection. Yeah. How do we think that the dead dad stacks up in terms of like what grade does he get? Honestly, he he's a pass fail dad too, and he fails because he's dead. Really? Yeah. See, I thought about this. I thought about this a lot. He, in a lot of ways, is the ideal dad. Of in the decom universe, not saying the ideal dad has passed, but <laughs> he he is basically above everybody in this movie. Everybody respects that Zach lost his dad. Everybody understands it. Zach idolizes his dad and blames himself. So he is, and he can't do anything ever to take down that status of this ideal. So in everybody's eyes in this movie, he is. He is above all. Right. I was kidding about what I said. I agree with you on that. Yeah. He's uh, the deity dad. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly enough, dead dads generally get higher grades than most dads in Disney Channel original movies. And in life. I guess. They're rare. Is this... What's the number of dead dads we've seen? There's this one. There's Tiger Town. Twas the Night. Um, Twas the, the night. night. Tiger Town. When do they die? No, no, I'm when joking. Do- <laughs> I'm joking. I'm kidding. So, well, well, I mean, consider that in Disney movies in general, not just Disney Channel original movies, it's such a common trope for one parent to be dead. Yeah. A single parent. Less actors to pay. That is very true. How true. about the whipping boy? No parents in that one. No yeah. parents. Little just street rats. urchins. Smart House, dead dad. Johnny Tsunami, dead dad. Luck of the Irish, dead. <laughs> Dead dad. <laughs> I'm not sure if you saw all these movies. Halloween Town. Dead dad. Brink. Uh, dead uh, dad. My dad's my best friend. The movie. Dead, dead dad. dad. Cadet Kelly. Two dead dads. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, 
Guys, I had a question that came to me. Oh, the dad? He's dead. Oh, oh, thank you. That, <laughs> was that, that, was that, that the answer on. to your question? Oh, no, now I have another question. Oh, I'm sorry. So there's that moment where Zach asked the ghost, and this is a moment in any movie with ghosts where Zach asks, what's it like to die? Oh, And yeah. then they start talking about the afterlife and shit like that. And Susie Q is still here in the mortal realm because she has something that she needs to do. She has to, you know, help her parents not get evicted. Now, how do you think it feels to know that this girl is still hanging around 40 years later to make sure her parents Ooh. don't get evicted? Meanwhile, this kid's dad is dead just a year, and he's gone. He's just gone. He has nothing left to do on this earth. No kids to watch after. He just said, well, that's everything. I'm <laughs> gone. Well, someday someone's going to go fishing and find his car keys, and mm-hmm. then he's going to appear only to them. I, I need my, my son to know that he could have made it to the NBA if only he'd practice more. <laughs> How unfortunate. Every time Zach touches... First of all, they people say to Zach, I'm sorry your dad died, like 20 times. All the time. Everyone can't bring it up enough. Mm-hmm. And then uh, to, to make it worse, every time Zach touches a basketball, because he swears off basketball after his dad passes away on the way to the game, every time he touches a basketball, it is like a lightning storm of memories in his head. Yeah. It's everywhere in this movie. He's getting yeah. he's getting uh PTSD flashbacks. Yeah. He is. And he wasn't even there. He was playing in the game and they won. Yeah. Oh, but it was super dramatic because there's a man in a suit talking to his mother in his yeah. flashbacks. Okay, okay. If we're gonna if we're really gonna get into the psychology of this, it totally makes sense for one really good moment and one really bad moment to sour the good moments. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take away points away from this movie for that. Like it, it his reason for not liking basketball anymore makes sense. Okay. I just don't That's think fair. you need to stand on the lunch table and scream, All right, everybody. Grief. I don't play basketball. Grief makes people do crazy things. And You're that's right. It's not so, even that crazy. So the five stages of grief are denial and then anger and then no standing on lunch tables. <laughs> yep. And then not playing basketball <laughs> and then seeing ghosts. Those are the five stages of grief. And then acceptance. Yes. Mm-hmm. The the optional sixth stage. <laughs> the optional. <laughs> you could just live in grief your entire life. Uh okay, can we talk about the scheme to get the papers? We most certainly can, oh. Brandon. I think it's uh, time. Tell Have me about the scheme. So they need to get okay. these papers to prove that the parents own their land and that they can't get evicted. And yeah. the bank owner is the villain, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. And the father of the bully land boy. Developer? Yeah. He's both. Matter. He's Michael Bloomberg. Yeah. Yep. Ah. Okay, cool. So Susie's like, we'll go get the papers. They're at the bank. And Zach, the main character, is like, they don't keep papers in the bank, Susie. They keep them on a computer. And she's like, well, you know how to use a computer, right? And he goes, no one has time to learn a computer. <laughs> he's, like, such, he's such a dick to her. And then he's like, I, I don't know either. Oh, but you know who does? <laughs> my, uh, my snarky youngest sister. 
my six-year-old yeah. sister when when she, they were moving into the apartment the new house the only thing that girl was carrying was a keyboard so we should have oh my god oh, my i didn't god. even notice that guys did disney invent the snarky younger sibling this is a question Probably. that's been on my mind the last few movies that we've seen. You have five younger siblings. You should ask them this question. I do have five younger sisters, yes. Uh, I would not have called any of them snarky in the way that a Disney Channel supporting character is snarky. Um, yeah, no, none of them really fall into that category. Uh, so, that you know... If my anecdotal experience with five sisters, I feel like that could be generalized. Uh, it's a product of Disney. Disney did create this trope. And any younger sibling who is snarky is as a result of Disney. That's yes. simply a fact. Listeners, if you are out there and you find uh, contrary evidence, uh, don't send it to us. Because it's <laughs> not true. Whatever you've read is a lie. Oh, we're contributing to a climate of disinformation. Yeah. Tell, All right. Tell Zuck on us. <laughs> it's just, uh, Brennan, Call 911. Brandon, you want to finish talking about uh, the, the heist, the, the whole plan? Sure. So they basically get the papers by doing some ghost shit. Like Zach creates a diversion and Susie goes onto the computer and little sister looks at the computer through binoculars and gets the code. It doesn't matter. What matters I, is in the next scene with the cop and all the corruption that goes on oh my God. and the incest oh. joke that he makes. So if I can backtrack just a sec, I believe what happens is Zach tells Susie to punch a code into the computer, like shift F10, and she hits like N F10, and a bunch of money squirts out of the ATM. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And they, you know how there's a button on all computers that just starts dispersing money out of every ATM? I she press it one. all the time. That's the Bloomberg button. Yeah, the Bloomberg button. The just, Bloomy button. It just shoots money out. And then everybody gets distracted. <laughs> they robbed that bank. <laughs> yeah, they did. They performed a, a serious felony. Also, I'd like to point out another great trope that we haven't talked about yet, but it's come up in this movie, in that scene, and in many other movies, where you catch a kid doing something highly suspect, and you just kind of give him a, yeah. and then you make eye contact with them, and then the kid just pretends they're doing something else, and to the bystander, that's, whoop, good enough for me. And in this case, it was a seven-year-old child looking into a bank with binoculars and talking on a walkie-talkie, and a cop comes up and is about to ask her what she's doing, but then she plays it off as, oh, I'm bird-watching. Yep, look at those birds in the sky and not in the bank. And then the cop walks away. Just a slow, not even a shrug, just looks and just saunters off. And she's, meanwhile, she's like, shift F10. <laughs> she's yeah. looking directly at someone's keystrokes. And uh, Zach does the same thing because he says, shift F10, and there's a bank teller or something. The woman who right just typed it in <laughs> yeah. goes, yeah. What'd you say? I live at shift F10. <laughs> <laughs> that was ridiculous. And she was like, Oh, I've never heard of that before. Is that new? Yes, yes, it is. Shift is F10 is a new, new street. <laughs> That's new. 
That was really good. That that might have been one of the funniest scenes in the whole movie. Yeah, yes, the incredible. Bank scene. That that was. I I think that was definitely the best. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're going for those classic, you know, Disney farce scenes, you've got that one, and you've got Susie Q fucking with the mother doing her weather report. That was good too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I thought actually that Susie was threatening to kill the mom. Yeah, because she got in the passenger seat of the car and she was making these dubious threats, and I I thought she was gonna imply to Zach that she was gonna kill his mom. Yeah, it it could have happened, and he would have been able to do absolutely nothing about she it. She had the capability. Yeah, she can wield any weapon in the physical world. Just like just pull the steering wheel. That's it. Yep, that's it. Oh, I can't turn the steering wheel. I'd like to point out we I, I want to go back to the weather the weather woman scene because his mother, who is Shelley Long, by the way, who is Diane from Cheers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um she uh is the weather she's Zach's mom and she's the weather person for this new news station. And everything's going wrong because Susie is fucking everything up. But then as the two kids are watching at home. The daughter, who is the snarky child, says, and I quote, well, you got to admit, she's got great legs. <laughs> yeah. That's um, that's a weird one, right? I'm not yes. just looking at this from a 2020 lens. It's just no. really weird at any time you say that about yeah. your mom. Well, also, like, because they were there was like wind blowing up her dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She was getting Marilyn Monroe. Put that one on the long list of fifties terms or like old man ways of speaking that they wrote for kids in all these movies. <laughs> Cause they're written by four. They're written by middle-aged men. Yeah. I, I can't believe I still haven't done this 37 episodes into this podcast, but I will be making and by putting it into the airwaves, it's going to happen. A bingo board to accompany any Disney Channel movie that you watch, uh, where you can just check off any of the tropes that happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, a fun way to enjoy it. Everyone you check off, shotgun a beer or something. <laughs> Line written for child by middle-aged man. Yep. yep. Stamp. <laughs> Food fight. Stamp. Basketball. Stamp. Dead parent. Stamp. 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 Yep. stamp. Drunk driving. <laughs> this one gets a stamp. <laughs> stamp. Mm-hmm. Um, so we covered they rob a bank, actually. They get away, and Brennan previewed it before, but they're driving in the car because Zach can drive. He has his license. And they get pulled over by a cop who's Will Sasso. Right. From Mad TV. <laughs> it's hilarious. And Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yep. my God. Yeah. Cool. My name, Will Sasso. <laughs> Um, also a vine fame where he put lemons yeah, in his gonna, mouth. That's how I got wise to him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's a crooked cop and he somehow knows to pull them over and knows that they have the papers that denote that the bank isn't the real owner. The papers that the grandpa was looking for that they had to get from the bank. He just knows they have them and he just holds the, like takes them in on some BS and just puts them in jail, like fully in jail. Before, Children. Before we get to that, he threatens to shoot a yeah. eight-year-old child. Oh, yep. come, come on, Brandon. First she's she's six, now then she's seven, and now then 
Well, you, okay, okay. Here, eight. can can I be can I be more specific then? She's too young to be shot in the face by a cop. How's that? Who How announced old is it? old enough to be shot in the face by a cop? Um, uh, nineteen. Old if I was enough. doing something at age nineteen and a cop shot me in the face, it was probably my fault. Well, Let, let's let's take this offline. Discuss okay. this later. Fair. Hey, uh, if you want to discuss uh, police brutality issues, <laughs> call me. My name is Ryan, 914-863-1613. We can uh, talk about why Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Wait, wait, Brennan, what was the incest joke that the cop made? Because I, I missed I that. I wish I wrote it down. I didn't write it down. All I wrote down was, was that an incest joke? Question mark. But based on like my where it is in my notes oh he said it when they were in the car yes i remember pulled it. over because the little because the sister is in the passenger seat so uh the cop says to zach he, he says something about you and your friend and the girl's like i'm his sister and he's like hasn't stopped anyone before or something oh, like that what? yeah what something like that i'm Yo, trying to find it well, he's a cop in a rural small town, and he has a sounds like a southern accent. Is this a small town? Reason. Isn't this Chicago? He has a southern accent. And he's like, I got this three fifty seven Magnum that could blow a hole right through you. Oh, Brandon, they only mentioned it like twenty oh, times. It's Willow I Valley, it out. Washington. All he said, yeah, she goes, I'm his sister, and then the cop goes, whatever. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. If that's an incest joke, I make that incest joke twenty times a day. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I'm his sister. Whatever. Oh. What? That's a hilarious thing for a police officer to say. Whatever. It's a '90s mentality. <laughs> Wait, hold on, Ryan. This movie takes place in Washington. Washington State. I thought she was doing oh. the weather for Chicago. She said something about the weather in Chicago. She was doing national weather for no reason. In in Who Washington, the national weather. Uh, I certainly don't. Unless there's a disaster going on. Well, that's what Al Roker built his whole career on. He gives you the weather everywhere in the you can U.S. See the weather everywhere, can, mm-hmm. <laughs> guys. I can see weather we're looking at this from a very 21st century perspective though back before everybody had a little computer in their pocket you'd have to watch the weather otherwise you wouldn't know how to get dressed in the morning yeah but why would a guy in washington need to know the weather in chicago maybe you're just interested in it buddy you know she's also on the late news so they're just filling time they're just looking for anything. <laughs> I guess she, so. Yeah, it's 11.30. At one point, they're watching her, and they turn the TV off, and he goes, it's 11.30, which is a little too late for both of them, especially the little girl, to be up. Hey, not in the 90s, baby. It's anything true. goes. Anything flies. Anybody can do anything. There's no curfews. There's no internet restrictions. You can get whatever you want, whenever you want. Well, Tom York told us in 1992 that anyone can play guitar. Was he right? No. No. Um, should we land this plot? Because it's already every which way. Yeah, okay. They got the papers back because Susie Q shot a gun in a police station. That's Which right. was great. Very happy to see that. Any Disney movie where someone shoots a gun is okay in my book. Fired a loaded shotgun. Not fired an unloaded shotgun, but fired a shotgun at a police officer. Oh. Hey, her hand slipped. 
That's mm. true. <laughs> and he did shoot the ceiling, and he got a whole face full of ceiling tile. Mm-hmm. That's Asbestos true. to the face. But the, he suffered the, a long time. <laughs> the resolution of the plot is the Sands children make their way with the evidence to the news studio. Where, in a stolen cop car. In a stolen cop car, where the mother is currently doing uh, the, uh, the, the news broadcast. And they hand her a piece of paper. While she's on the air. While she's on the air. This Mm -hmm. is totally live. They hand her a piece of paper that says, through unnamed sources, we have confirmed that um, some sort of corruption exists between the the rich magnate who's trying to build this new trailer park and the local police department who is covering up evidence. Um, and they let them read this on the air by the producer just looking at the sheet of paper and saying, do you have evidence? And the kid says, yes. They're like, oh, good enough for me. Put it's, it on the air. It's like Watergate, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, and Zach is deep throat. <laughs> yep. Zach is deep throat. I'll tell you who he wants to deep throat. Just like oh. Watergate. So massaged esophagus. Also, she's like the, this station will do everything in its power to make sure that the right people are prosecuted. And it's like this is you're throwing a lot of weight behind uh, these words, lady. Yeah. You just got hired onto the station. Yeah, well, yeah. And also, you're, you're you do the weather. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fun that they suggest, however, that just saying on the news that there is corruption in the police force. Uh, we'll end all wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. Well, how, how come nobody's told us this in 2020? How come nobody's just going on the news and saying, hey, guys, there's something wrong with the world? That would fix everything. Wait, wait. It's land corruption. Can I, can I say something, guys? Yes. I know this isn't the news. I know it's not TV or broadcast, but but I, I'd like to state a fact. Uh-huh. Through unnamed sources, I, I've come to learn that the Iowa caucuses were rigged. What? Yeah. What? So uh, Bernie actually won. Oh. And uh, the, the DNC is fixing uh, the votes against him. And uh, this podcast will do everything in its power to make sure that the right people are brought to justice for that. Well, f- Ryan, you just blew this thing right, right open. That's it. That's it, everyone. It's over. There's nothing else to discuss. Well, this Everything price. is going to be fixed. Guys, we got him. We got him. We got him. Is this going to bring my dad back? No. No. He's got nothing left to do. He Sorry, went straight Zach. to straight to I don't know. They don't say anything about hell in this movie. No. We know that there's a heaven, but that obviously implies that there's also hell, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, in the words of Joe Strummer, go straight to hell, boy. <laughs> We've said way too much about this movie, but I need to, before we we're gonna do the decom f bomb, but we have to talk about the last shot of this movie. Oh yeah, because oh, I boy, oh. incredible, truly amazing. I can't stop thinking about it. Uh, Susie uh, has completed her job in this mortal realm, and she goes to heaven. Uh, she gets picked up by the car that she died in. Her boyfriend is in there, and her grandpa is in the car. And Zach screams, I love you, Susie Q. And she doesn't say anything. And she just leaves and goes to heaven. So Zach's in love with a dead girl. Anyway, the epilogue is Zach is back in school. He just won the big game. Mm-hmm. He's popular. People like him. He saved oh, the yeah, day. Oh, yeah, because now won he plays basketball again. Yeah, he does. Just, just uh, real quick, real quick. 
yeah. decided to join the last game of the season. And Actually, I'm, you're right. So I'm sorry. We need to we need to modify the five stages of grief. The five stages of grief are <laughs> standing on a table, not playing basketball, mm. seeing a ghost, robbing a bank, and then playing basketball. And then the optional sixth <laughs> acceptance. <laughs> but sometimes you play that last game of basketball and you go, it still hurts. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, the last scene of the movie, uh, we're back at school. He's doing great. Uh, he still misses Susie. But then he swears that he can hear Susie in the hall. He turns around and he hears this girl talking. He could only see her from the back. But she says, Jeepers, which is Susie Q's like signature 50 <sighs> slang term. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Jeepers. And he looks at her and then she turns around and it is Amy Jo Johnson, but clearly in another ca- being another character. And she goes, hi, I'm Maggie. And then, <laughs> and then it's a freeze frame. Cut to cut to fuck. What's the actor's name? Justin Whalen. Zach Sands. Cut to him. Just like turning and looking at the camera with this great face that obviously says, I'ma fuck this girl now. What? This this dead girl just became a real girl and I'm gonna fuck her. Isn't God. the janitor gonna be freaked out? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even Holy think of that. shit, yeah. Al's going to have a fucking heart attack. He was kind of obsessed with her, too. He was like, she was so nice. She was an angel. Yeah. One of a kind. She was going to be something. You're right. He is going to keel over as soon as he sees her. I didn't even think of that. You're so right. You know, I had a DCOM F-bomb related to... It was basically what I just said. But now I'm going to modify it because the real DCOM F-bomb is is the janitor (laughs) turning and seeing... Maggie, who is just Susie Q and going, oh, fuck, and then having a heart attack. Honestly, I feel like that might be mine, too. The janitor is mopping or something because some kid vomited, <laughs> and he, he pu- he's pushing his mop, and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's very simple, very elegant. It's good. Uh, okay, for those of you who don't know, the DCOM F-bomb is if this movie were PG-13, you'd get to say fuck once. Where would you say it? Uh, I, that, that's got to be the DCOM F-bomb, but I would love to hear if anybody else has anything different. <laughs> I got You're one. really just thinking about the janitor. <laughs> yeah. I got one. Um so before Zach plays basketball, he's in the gym hanging out just cuz there's practice and the bully throws the ball at him and Susie yells his name. So it appears as if he has sort of a basketball sixth sense and turns around to catch it and gets it before it hits him and sinks a three from like way outside like like sitting on the bench yeah and uh he just and then he kind of walks out backwards from the room and then like leaves but my f-bomb is he walks out backwards and right after he sinks the shot you just hear him go fuck you (laughs) and the you lasts till he leaves the door and it closes and you hear him go down the hall just you I mean, he he needed to hear that. He absolutely needed to hear that. Yeah. That one's better than mine, and this is where mine would actually be or was originally going to be. The bully, I forget what his name is, but um, he's dissing uh, Four Eyes or some, Four some eyes. other fucking idiot on the team, and the dude goes for a nice, easy layup and misses it, and then Bully Boy goes, 
No, you fucking moron. The ball goes in the net. That's how you score points. <laughs> classic, uh, classic sports talk. Hey, the did you know you get points net. by scoring? Moron. Moraka. Moraka? <laughs> All right. Brennan. James and I are in the middle of making our, our next round of drinks. Does anybody have any other comments? Because we're, we're definitely nearing the end here. Brennan has a decom F-bomb. Uh, I kind of don't. I Okay. God, oh. what what should it be? I don't know. I want the little girl to say it. You know, like mm. oh. when well, the- she's on the computer being like, you fuckwad, of course. Shift F10. Shift F10. Fuck! Yeah. She ha- she had some zingers right at the beginning of the movie. She said to her mom, couldn't you have gotten a job in a more civilized location? Jeez. Jesus. Mom says something about home, and the girl goes, home is a thousand miles south off the Ventura freeway. Oh, yeah, right. They're from L.A. Or maybe like when she finally learns about the ghost, and she totally accepts it. She can't see the ghost, but she's like, yeah, of course, there's a ghost in the room. She says something like, I knew it wasn't the fucking wind. (laughs) Another one I think would fit is at the end when Susie Q gets in the car and Grandpa's laying down in the back seat and goes, where are we? Suggested he's going to heaven too, as well as the boyfriend. The boyfriend. So number one, (laughs) Grandpa sits up and goes, where the fuck are we? (laughs) Because he was never in the car. But also now that I'm thinking about it, I really want to see grandpa's journey to complete the task that he has to do because <laughs> his task should have been finding the paper. <laughs> yeah, I didn't well, even think Susie's? about this. Why was that? Why did that fall on Susie? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. Because Susie yelled at Johnny to stop the car yeah. in the middle of the bridge. So she technically got both of them killed. Also, yeah, yeah that's true. So but, what was Johnny's task? To look was his task just to Find drive Susie. Susie back? Yeah, to get the grandpa. That's lame. I guess. But grandpa, so the suggestion is as a ghost, you die and you have unfinished business. That's what makes you a ghost. Grandpa presumably just died of old age. What His unfinished business was the papers, but it felt, again, why was it Susie's? But he somehow also made it to heaven, which made me think that while her little jaunt adventure was going on he was having a separate one where he was haunting people but kept forgetting why he was haunting them oh my god that's the movie i want to see it's casper with an unreliable protagonist alzheimer's ghost casper the forgetful (laughs) ghost in theaters this summer from jerry bruckheimer and seth rogan uh, seth rogan before i go there's something you must do Smoke but, this blunt. But 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 first, can you get me a glass of milk? <laughs> Wait, before you go, you have to do one thing. What is it? Ah. Can you call <laughs> Kathy for me? <laughs> I last saw her in middle school. Do you think she's still around now? All right, I will take on this role. Does anybody have any final thoughts? Uh, let me look through my notes and let me just read some random things that I wrote. Um, hmm, let's see. Um, I think it was important to note that Zach never really understood the whole ghost thing, that he was the only one who could see her because every single time he interacts with her, he does it in such a way that somebody around him is very confused. 
where he's basically just yelling at people. Oh, here's something important. Uh, so we watched this movie on YouTube, um, presumably illegally. I doubt that they had a copyright for it. The picture quality was atrocious, by was the bad. way. There were about seven pixels. But they caught... It's clearly a rip of a tape that somebody taped uh, back in whenever, the 90s. But we caught a snippet of a Zoog Disney commercial, which, holy shit, have not thought about Zoog in the longest time. That was... Zoog, it was it was like Disney's um Disney went through a few different iterations of like specific blocks of programming where they would cater to more specific age groups. Um Zoog was for the teenage Disney group. Um so this was considered I guess one of those movies. It's for teenagers and not just like 8-year-olds. Famous Jet Jackson, Bug Juice, even Stevens, Lizzie McGuire, Proud Family, Jackie Chan Adventures. Okay. Right. So Saving some of Private those. Private Ryan, yep. The Day After Tomorrow, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a Serbian film. <laughs> yep. All of those business. All of those are on Zoog Disney. <laughs> Home Alone 2. Yeah. There you go. Well, that one might have actually been there. Two Girls, One Cub. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> plenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Zoog film. Uh, do we do we have any other any other notes? Um, I feel like a forty year old basketball playbook would not have been very effective in nineteen ninety five. I don't think that playbook would have won them the game. The three point line didn't exist. That oh, good point. Thanks, Mister Basketball. You're welcome. Oh, here's my favorite quote from the movie. It's when it's. Seconds before Zach gets on the table and screams that he doesn't play basketball because the nerd friend is talking to him and then the other basketball player walks up and says, you two little homies are buddies. Oh, <laughs> so my God. What? Is that meant to be an insult? That was kind of racist. because Definitely. Homies is a racially charged term. Four in Eyes, that use, yeah. Yeah. Four Eyes was the only black person in this movie, really. Yep. 100%. Yeah, no, and the fact that the the white rich kid used the word homies, yeah, that was a little bit racist. Yeah. I mean, again, not surprising that when you're looking at this as a German trying to make it through an American <laughs> lens, that it wouldn't be, you know, up to the same ideals. Oh, my God. It, it could have been so much worse, though. That's true. We're going to have to discuss this off air. I'm not suggesting what you think I'm suggesting, Mr. Ryan. Oh my god. We have to stop right now. Who wants to rate this movie? That's our show, everybody. I'll jump in and rate it. Sure. I'll, Go ahead. I'll bite uh, that bullet. For those of you who don't know, our rating system is very simple. The movie either gets a thumbs up thumbs or a up. thumbs down. Thumbs down. Yeah, that's it. All right. Go ahead, James. All right. So the acting atrocious. The plot nonsense. The <laughs> secret room and grandpa pretty cool the basketball playing the fact that there was basketball love it the basketball playing by the actors no one moves an inch on defense zach splits defenders that are truly standing still (laughs) yeah i think you'll Uh, see that in pretty much every basketball representation in these movies um it had the pink power ranger who i remembered halfway through that was probably truly my first crush ever Mm. um so 
I, that really threw me through a loop. I had to pause the movie and like remember that. Um, <sighs> I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. Whew. Wow! I this was fun. This was fun for me. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was silly. It was pretty bad. Um, but yeah, thumbs up for me. All right, very cool. Okay, we start with a thumbs up. Does Brennan want to go? Sure. This movie did not operate on any sort of logic or law of reason. Fair. It, uh, I know that sounds pretty on brand for Disney Channel original movies, but this one was like particularly screwed up. They Are you telling me picked... that ghosts aren't logical? Well, I mean, there's always like an element of the fantastic in these movies, but like beyond the supernatural, things were said and actions were taken that are not appropriate for children's movies um they probably picked the most condescending team they could find to play the main role and it was really pervy including yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there was but, also a yeah. lot of missed opportunities to like do fun ghost shit like they didn't pull any real pranks around the school there could have been a montage of just something it was just argument after argument but that being said i'm with james i give it a thumbs up yeah Ooh. it's like one of the better ones I've seen because you could take any scene out of this movie and just show it by itself. Yeah. And it's so weird, but to string them all together, it makes like one ugly, pervy, gross German written necklace. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You, you make a really good point there about, um, about everything. I had one specific thing to say, but I'm drunk and I forget what it is. So for, I'm done. Don't let me talk anymore, Ryan. All right. Do your thing. Well, building off of what you both said, I agree. This one was made, it was written fairly poorly. Uh, a lot of missed opportunities, like Brennan said. Um, and, and yeah, normally these don't do it for me. If anybody listens to the show, which I assume you do, I I hate all of these with a burning passion, but I don't know. This one was something different. It, it was, it, it, look, it had a lot of really um, heavy themes of, of acceptance and grief, power dynamics. It touched on some sexuality in, in a weird way. Uh, there was corruption. There was triumph. I mean, like the, the abuse of power shit really stood out for me. The fact that they really went in on the cops in a couple of scenes, you know, that, that obviously, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed that. Um, this is not typical for me at all. And especially this movie was a flaming pile of dog shit, but it was one that I, I have to give a thumbs up to. It, it was, it was so wild and, uh, honestly worth, worth a watch. And I, I would potentially even watch it again. I felt wow. the same way. Yeah. 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 Because uh, I felt like there was a lot of stuff that I missed, too, because especially because I was watching at work and I was watching a 1.25 speed. But, yeah, there there were a lot of little hidden weird things in this movie. And the fact that it was written by Germans really left a lot of room for bizarre shit to be said. So I, I'd go back and watch it just for the weird quotes. Thumbs up from me, guys. I, I want to add one thing I forgot to mention in mine. The scene with the grandpa that I made fun of minutes ago, that was honestly touching. Like when he sits up from the back seat and he's like, 
and she they both are like where is he oh he's sleeping and it was the grandpa i was like oh okay i like that yeah 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 i i didn't expect to feel touched by that yeah but i did <laughs> and and really i i also felt kind of touched towards the end too like uh you know it was a cheesy closing but the boyfriend pulls up in the car mm-hmm. you know Susie gets in like and and she even gave Zach something too, which was a little smooch, a little smooch, and then she yeah. came back to life. Yeah. So my turn, I guess. Uh, while waiting and listening to Ryan, I remembered what I wanted to say in response to Brennan's thing, and that's pretty much what the crux of my review. This movie sits right at the crossroads of uh, old Disney movies and new Disney movies, or Disney Channel movies, I should be specific. Uh, because we've talked about this many times before on this show. The Disney Channel premieres are a real mixed bag. They're not necessarily like with that Disney stamp of approval. You don't get all those same themes. Meanwhile, every Disney Channel original movie is pretty cookie cutter. They all have the exact same themes, and the same things come up all the time. Suzy Q is right in the middle, where it's the end of uh, Disney Channel premieres. Gary Marsh is just about to... uh, you know, start making Disney Channel original movies. And in like in like less than a year, the next one, the first Disney Channel original movie will be out on TV. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that they could have done, but this was definitely a stepping point for Disney to figure out what the Disney Channel original movie was going to be. Um, to keep this very simple, the movie is bad. It's a thumbs up, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just fun. And I thought it was... I thought I had made it up and that it was a fever dream in my mind until I found it again. So that may be, make me a little biased, but uh, no, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. Um, it's stupid. It's funny. I like it. Yeah. Thumbs it, up. It's what Brandon? It's stupid. And it's funny. It's stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. Shut up. Stupid. My name's stupid. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> oh my God. God. We all gave this one a thumbs up. What's the name of the the award? The, the Commissioner's Trophy. The Commissioner's <laughs> Trophy. Love it. Because nothing Because says- that's what the winner of the NBA Finals gets. Right, James? That's why it's funny. Nothing says <laughs> police corruption and dead girls quite like the Commissioner's Trophy. That's a good one, too. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Susie Q. 1996. Rare emotional you have just won the commissioner's trophy from the disney channel tipsy panel in the year 2020 i feel hey everybody welcome to the disney channel tipsy panel don't start just yet we it's not time for the next before we get into my name's brandon lamuto i feel like an absolute jabroni for not having the data on how many movies we've only given thumbs up and thumbs down um i I will I will have that for the next one because now that I've said it it has to be true. It's less numbers. than two handfuls that that we've had a unanimous yes or no. It's yeah. less than 10. I want to say that this is like the, between 7th and ninth one that we've all had a unanimous consensus yeah, on. Yeah, it's not like 3 or right. 4, but it, it's somewhere above It's less than yeah. 10. If yeah. I'm not mistaken though, it's the third Disney Channel premiere because we all gave the Whipping Boy a thumbs up. The three of us gave Gone Are the Days a thumbs up. Wow. And we all gave Susie Hugh a thumbs up. So uh, We're an old-fashioned yeah. crew. We like the we like this aesthetic. We like the older stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But look, given uh, a thumbs a, a unanimous thumbs up to a movie with us three, that's like uh And Brennan. 
Well, no, no, I'm talking about Gone Are the Days. Right, because oh, Brandon Gone wasn't days. here for Gone Are the Days. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Like, that's like winning a championship on a 140-game uh, season in, in Major League Baseball. <laughs> it's just kind of I don't get that reference. <laughs> that's our show, everybody. Um, no, please, tell us if you agree or disagree with us. We just want engagement. Uh, please uh, interact with us. Tell us what you think on Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. We're on Twitter at Tipsy Panel. And we have an email that is Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. We have a phone number, which is... We're on the phone at 914-863-1613. Nobody's... Nobody calls me anymore. Somebody will call you. Don't worry. 914-863-1613. Or call toll-free at 1-800-TIPSY-PANEL. That's <laughs> yep. not true. No, do it. Give it a shot. See what happens. Or you can call us at 911. That's definitely toll-free. That's definitely... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Um, this is our 37th episode, and we are going to do all of these movies. Uh, you know, granted How that- many do we have left? There's like 160 premieres plus original movies. So we have around 120 left. Oh, it's like a baseball season, like 162 games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. And they're not all winners, just like a baseball season. Oh, just like the New York Mets season. Uh, Mm. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Like, comment, subscribe, five stars, tell your friends, do all that fun stuff. I'm not going to bore you with those details. Special thanks to Brennan for taking the time to be on the show all the way from the Lonely Star State. That's true. Brennan is an hour off from us, which means that she is actually losing an extra hour. That's that's how it works with time differences. Oh, no. Yeah, that's that's the way it works. Okay. Don't don't try to be modest, Brennan. We all know what it's like. Um, I love you, Susie Q. <laughs> Does anybody have any plugs? It's it's just us tonight. Does anyone have anything to plug besides our our own podcast? Vote for Bernie Sanders. There's a plug. Goodbye. Yeah, okay. I guess that's it. Thank you everybody for listening. Tune in next time. We'll have another decal for you. Bye. Um, Ryan, you talking about voting for Bernie is actually a little problematic. Bloomberg paid me. $730 to vote for him and he said um, tell your friends not to say anything especially on podcasts so 730 is very specific do you negotiate that <laughs>